Hey, everybody. Happy spring. We officially began spring last Saturday here in the Northern Hemisphere, 5.37 a.m. So happy spring. We're three or four days into the spring season now. Very exciting. So I thought today would be a perfect episode to spend some time talking about amazing bird song that are really the songs that are the signal that spring has begun. And so we're going to keep it really simple. Hopefully it's a lot of fun and relatively engaging, but it's going to be all about bird song today on Obsessed with the Weather. And I think when this is over, I'd love for you to go outside, walk around and see what you can recognize because I think you'll get a lot out of it. Springtime bird song on Obsessed with the Weather. Obsessed with the Weather is brought to you by Birding Situate. Are you looking for an awesome, outdoor, socially distant, and fun activity to enjoy this spring? Well, if so, join me and co-leader Liam Norton as we start our six-part springtime birding class series beginning in April of this year. Actually, beginning in two and a half weeks, that's April 12th, is the first class, and we have a few sign-up spots still open. So please feel free to join us. You can learn out, learn more at birdingsituate.com. That's B-I-R-D-I-N-G-S-C-I-T-U-A-T-E.com. That's birdingsituate.com. Get in touch to sign up for our classes today. Everywhere he goes, people want to know what's the weather, so he tells them. He's obsessed with the weather, any type of weather, he's obsessed. Hi, and welcome to the Obsessed with the Weather podcast. I'm your host, Steve McGuire. This podcast is coming to you from the home of some of the world's most diverse weather, Situate, Massachusetts. A reminder to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you listen to your podcasts on, and to give us that five-star review if you've been enjoying it. Also, visit ObsessedWithTheWeather.com to find out more about today's episode and other information about the weather. So I have an awesome fitting episode for you today as I'm talking all about the birds of spring in the northeastern part of the United States. But as always, let us begin with our quiz question, which is going to tie nicely into birds. What is the most common bird other than the domestic chicken found in North America? Great question. So the domestic chicken is the number one most common bird. But what's the most common bird other than a domestic chicken found in North America? So, okay, so I wanted to put this episode together today to combine two of my obsessions and my passions, birding and weather. In fact, you may want to look out, hint, hint, for a podcast down the road that may or may not be called Obsessed with Birding or Obsessed with Birds. We'll just see how that goes. Who knows? So today I'm talking all about the five or most common birds that you hear in the northeastern part of the United States. Now, you obviously might see them as well, but today is going to be all about the auditory part of it because more often than not, you'll hear a bird, particularly in the spring, prior to seeing it. So that, to me, the five birds we're going to talk about here are actually like the sign that spring has actually started. And as we said, Spring began three or four days ago, or three days ago now, four days ago now, 
on Saturday the 20th at 5.37 a.m. But this bird song started a little bit before then. And so just a quick little lesson first on why do birds sing at all? Like why do they make any noise whatsoever? So birds typically make song and calls, and there's a difference. Songs tend to be longer. Calls tend to be really short, maybe chip notes or one or two single notes. So songs are longer. And so why do they do that? Why do they communicate at all? So the first way, the first reason birds make any calls or song uh, is to communicate with other birds. So that's either within the same species or to other species. So I'll give you a great example. Example: We have a bird every spring that goes to the top of our house here in Situate. It's called a northern flicker. It's a type of woodpecker. And it goes to the top of our, our chimney. We have a metal encompassing um, object on the top of our chimney. And this male northern flicker goes up there and drums. And he literally drills into the metal, but it's not to dig to make a hole or to dig a hole or to do anything else. It's simply to communicate to other flickers in the area that this is his territory. So it's amazing when you hear this bird. This is basically what you're listening to here. This is a northern flicker drumming. Here you go. So now if you can picture that on metal, that metal, that noise resonates down into our chimney and into our living room at like six o'clock in the morning. And it does this for about three weeks to simply declare its territory. So birds, first way, the reason they communicate is to talk to other birds in their species or to other species to say, hey, this is my territory, stay away. Uh, so they communicate territoriality, and that's the second part of this whole piece too. So they communicate to each other, but another reason for that is territoriality. So if you could picture you standing on your roof yelling to all your neighbors, which would be awkward, I know, but yelling, hey, this is my property. I live here. When birds do that and they sing or they make other calls or they do what the flicker does and it drums on our house, that's their way of saying, this is my space you stay out. This is mine. And the third way they communicate and reason they communicate is simply to find a mate. So they're making calls to let other, let other chickadees or other morning doves or other types of birds, whatever they are, they communicate to, their, to a partner to try to find a mate to then lay eggs and or build a nest and lay eggs and go through that whole process. So simply communicate with other birds of the same species or others, communicate territoriality, or communicate to find a mate. So that's the reasons why birds communicate. So, all right, let's start with our first bird. Our first bird, to me, that's one of the first awesome signs of spring in North America, and particularly in the northeastern part of the United States, is a little bird called a black-capped chickadee. So I'm going to play, now again, remember calls are longer, sorry, songs are longer, so I'm going to play the song for you first. You've definitely heard this. They do a simple high, low, high, low. So again, when you go out early in the morning, typically good to do this early in the morning, you're going to hear this noise, black cap chickadee. (whistles) 
So awesome, beautiful little bird. Got a black cap, obviously some white on the sides of the cheeks, this kind of rusty brown on the side and a wing bar that you can see. They're really active. They're very common bird feeder birds. But when they start doing their song, to me, that's really one of the first awesome signs of spring. And so one thing I didn't plan on touching on, but it's important to know is as what's the trigger? Like what tells birds it, when is it time to sing? Most of the time, bird song is associated with sunlight. So for exa- not so much temperature, but sunlight. So let me give you an example. So as of today, today our, this podcast drops on March 24th, we will have gained uh, about three hours and 15 minutes of sunlight from December 21st to where we are today on March 25th here in North America. So we've gained three hours of sunlight. Birds are able to recognize that change in sunrise times, earlier sunrises, uh, and they are triggered to begin their spring singing. So that's one of the big reasons, daylight and sunlight, that keeps them and gets them started in their song. So uh, black-capped chicken, another little fun little fact about our little black-capped chickadee there is that bird can remember, and the research has shown this, up to 80,000 different places where it food caches. So what the heck does that mean? So if you're not familiar with the term food cache, it's spelled C-A-C-H-E, and it's when birds take food and they store it or they cache it in different places. So for example, a black-capped chickadee in September will find, take a black oil sunflower seed, fly off to some random tree, stuff it under the bark, and on a cold, snowy winter day, when it needs that food, it can remember where it left it. But not only that place, but it can remember up to 80,000 different locations. That's correct, 80,000. So those birds are pretty amazing and pretty special. So the high-low was that bird's song. Here is their call. They say their name. They go chickadee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee. Here you go. Awesome. So that's black-capped chickadee. Our next bird that's an amazing sign of spring is a bird called a song sparrow. So very common sparrow. Uh, got, it's one of the only sparrows that has full streaking and stripes down the belly. Little, they're, you know, you look at most people look at sparrows you're like, oh, some brown little sparrow, but they're an awesome sign of spring. So here's the call of a song sparrow. Here you go. So pretty neat call. You can you can typically remember song sparrows as they go. They do th- one, two, three, drop, 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 drop. And they can make a bunch of different s- versions of this song. So that's one. Here's another one. Sounds very mechanical, right? Listen to this. Great. So that's the song sparrow. Great bird. Very common. So that's their song. And then this is their what's called their alarm call that you can hear them make this noise as well. Again, remember calls are typically one quick note. So here we go. And that's all they make, which is pretty neat. So, so there's Song Sparrow, another good sign of spring. 
Uh, the next one is a migratory bird that I love. A just spectacularly beautiful bird. Uh, and just to me, particularly if you live near a marsh, to me is a bird that is just such an incredible and awesome sign of spring. So this third bird we have today is called a red-winged blackbird. A lot of people call their their call when they make the noise, they go conqueree, and they're just an incredible sign of spring. So here you go. Here's red-winged blackbird. Conqueree. So if you live near the water, they are they tend to nest around in reeds and in other uh, cattails and things like that. And so the males have this beautiful red shoulder that they roll up right on the scapula, like right on that sort of the back of or right to the right of their neck and on the on the edge of their wings. And so the males have this incredible patch of red that they roll up, and that's why they're called red-winged blackbirds. And the males tend to come up about two weeks ahead of time. That territoriality call is really a, one of the most common ones, or that song. Here's their check call. Here's the call they make as they're moving. Ready? Here we go. You can hear some males calling there too. But So this is amazing. So a number of years ago, some scientists wanted to know, does the red do anything for territoriality? So... What they did is they caught, they they safely mist netted, so the birds fly into this really fine net and they take them out. They caught a whole bunch of males that were declared to be on territory, and they painted the red, and they used a non-permanent black dye to paint the red on the shoulder, and they released the birds, and the majority of the birds that had declared a territory and claimed territory lost their territory to other males that still had the red patch. So the red patch on the red-winged blackbird actually is used to declare territoriality along with their awesome song, again, red-winged blackbird. Just a beacon of spring. Our fourth bird here today is a bird called a morning dove. Now, as some of you may or may not know, I'm a high school ornithology teacher. So I teach both uh, college level and honors level ornithology at the high school level. We're one of, oh my goodness, I think it's only two high schools in the entire United States that offer that, public high schools that offer that course for 16 weeks. It's just amazing. It's such a joy to teach it. I have awesome students and uh, they're just so much fun to teach. But my students Always think growing up that the bird we're about to listen to is an owl. And so I'm here to tell you this bird is not an owl. So here you go. Morning dove, sign of spring. Right? So most people, when they heard this, most kids, when they grew up, they're like, oh, listen to the owl. 
Not an owl. You rarely to never get owls singing during the day. But morning doves, sure enough, once they start making their call, you know it's it's almost springtime or springtime is upon us. Now, you got to remember, if you didn't know this, morning dove is spelled M-O-U-R-N. Mournful. It's, it's a mournful call. That's where they get their – I just got a phone call. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, that's where they – get their name from. So it's M-O-U-R-N. Ironically, if you heard my ring too, my uh, my ring is that everybody heard about the bird song. So it's all about the birds today here on Obsessed with the Weather. So morning dove is M-O-U-R-N. And so they make that hoo, coo, coo, and they make a mournful kind of sad song. Now, this is kind of neat too. I'm going to play what's called their wing whistle. And so the way their wings are shaped, when they flap, wind goes underneath their wings and makes the following noise. We're going to hear the song first and then the wing whistle. Here we go. Hear that part right there at the end? Isn't that so cool? So that's... uh, There it is. So there's Morning Dove for you. So M-O-U-R-N, Morning Dove... Another sign of spring. And our final bird is a bird that if you go out early enough in the spring, starting about now, maybe like a week or so, before sunrise and then after sunset, these are easily the last birds singing. So this is the very common sign of spring, but not for the reason you think. And I'll explain why. So Here's American Robin, bird number five, in full song. So that's their full song. And then this is going to be their, uh, what's called their whinny call. So listen to this. So that's the American robin whinny call. Now, most people used to associate robins with the sign of spring. Now, that's kind of a yes and no. Most robins, there actually are robins now that do overwinter in the eastern part of North America. But believe it or not, those robins come down from Canada because it's so cold up there and they winter with us. And then they start heading back north. And yes, there are still plenty of robins that leave eastern North America and head down to the southern part of the United States. But there are also plenty of robins that stay over winter. So using a robin as your true sign of spring is really not the best one to use. My, my People ask me all the time, particularly in my birding classes, they say, you know, what's your sign of spring? And my true sign of spring is the red-winged blackbird return, uh, both the song and they come back in huge numbers and um, it's pretty awesome. So so those are your five birds, black-capped chickadee, song sparrow, red-winged blackbird, morning dove, and American robin. I, and, you know, I hope you'll go back and, and play this. I want to give a huge shout out to David Allen Sibley, the uh, all the birds song you heard today was from his app, if you get diehard into birding, it's worth it. It's a $20 app, but it's completely worth your while. Shows you all the birds, where they live, where they're supposed to be. Plays all the calls for you like you heard here today. Put that, and, that, and that's just from my phone into the microphone. So, 
you know, it's the, that's a testament to the quality of the sound recording stuff, but also to that app is just amazing. And and if you did like anything else here today, uh, you know, I will put another plug in for our birding classes. It's a ton of fun. And, and, you know, I've been doing the birding classes about three or four years now, and I have beginner birders. I have birders that are, are just off the charts, really good, and everybody in between. So, you know, one of the things we do learn is we learn all about the auditory part of bird song and if uh, if that sparks your interest at all, please feel free to join us. So uh, that is today's episode, all about bird song, and it's into springtime, and we're so excited that it's spring. We're 88 days of spring remaining as of the drop of this episode, so uh, very exciting. So let's get to it, the uh, our quiz question, time to wrap up today's podcast. So the question was, what is the most common bird other than the domestic chicken Found in North America. Are we ready? All right, here we go. The answer was actually our last bird that we played. It was the American robin. How awesome is that? So the American robin is the most common bird found in North America. Here's its song again. One more time. And estimates have the American robin at about 320 million different individuals. How wild is that? So American Robin, 320 million. Happy spring in North America. Thank you so much again for joining me this week. You can find out more about today's show as well as upcoming episodes by visiting obsessedwiththeweather.com. Be sure to subscribe. Your five-star review will only help us out, so please feel free to do that. And I hope you have an awesome week.